Welcome to TC Tiawi Talks, Tia Chucha Centro Cultural located on Tataviam land in the Northeast San Fernando Valley is rooted in ancestral knowledge, culture, the arts, literacy, and social justice as a means to personal and communal transformation. It is a place where hearts and minds have united for change for over 19 years. Join us as we share the stories of personal transformation and our understanding of the world that unites us as a community. We must remember that another world has always been possible. Tiawi, a Nahuatl word for adelante, to move forward. Like a spiral, together we move towards a better future, cognizant of the resiliency we carry from our past. What is love in one word? Acceptance. Unconditional. Patience. Commitment. Nurturing. Selflessness. Reciprocity. Consideration. Love is pure. Respect. Understanding. Consideration. Patience. Trust. Life. A lie. It's not often that we think or talk about love through a critical lens. Maybe because it doesn't seem like something we can fully analyze or fully understand. It has many complexities and intersections. And it seems to me like one of those big questions about life, such as what happens when we die? No one knows for sure, but the conversations are almost always worth having. And they're exciting and they're scary and they can be thought-provoking. And overall, I think they're a good exercise for our brain. So in the eve of Valentine's Day, I can't help but to think about the great vastness of love. How could I not? If there's anything this infamous Hallmark holiday should cast on us is not our desire to devour the heart-shaped chocolate boxes from CVS, but to be abstract for a second and then focus in with a magnifying glass in how we think and how we act on love. Today's podcast episode is inspired by the work of Bell Hooks in her book, All About Love. I asked friends and acquaintances what their definition of love was, and it was quite difficult for them to come up with one. I don't blame them. I have trouble with it as well. And that's part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast. But after some thinking and thoughtful long pauses, I was happy to hear their definitions resonated with what Bell Hooks describes in her book. On page four in All About Love, she writes, I spent years searching for a meaningful definition of the word love, and was deeply relieved when I found one in psychiatrist M. Scott Peck's classic self-help book, The Road Less Traveled, first published in 1978. Echoing the work of Eric Frum, he defines love as a will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth. Explaining further, he continues, Love is as love does. Love is an act of will, namely both an intention and an action. Will also implies choice. We do not have to love. We choose to love. Since the choice must be made to nurture growth, this definition counters a more widely accepted assumption that we love instinctually. I would just say love is... Oh my God, that's so hard. Yeah. That's really hard. It is. I would, you know, it's crazy because it's such a strong feeling and... I just, like, how do you put that into, like, a definition? It's just, I think it's it's a mixture. I think love is a mixture of a feeling and an action. And so 
I think that you can feel this just like a need to be around somebody a need to you know just that you this overwhelming feeling of love you know just of of wanting to protect this person of wanting to make this person feel good of wanting to make someone um laugh smile you know i feel like those are feelings of love but i think love is an action is you know making time for them um doing acts of service for them it's showing up for them in any way that they need you to and i think that's even even when some it sometimes it's something that maybe like not inconveniencing for you but it's something you have to physically do as opposed to just feeling and i feel like those the act the love the action of love and the feeling of love that's i guess that's the best way i can describe it okay love i do it every day i care for people um how do i define it um love is not giving up i guess it's just a feeling of uh caring compassion uh adoration and um togetherness I've been fortunate enough to be in a long-term relationship. But, you know, by long-term, I mean it went from a high school relationship to us now, you know. So I think that throughout all this time, you know, all these years, the love or the defini- for me, the definition of love is, is commitment, right? And, and so I know I mentioned it in the word. And basically what that means is uh, choosing to be with that partner. Um, because I think that, uh, and, you know, this is from people close to me that I've seen in general that, you know, kind of define love by the feelings that they have in the moment, but feelings are momentary. Feelings happen and they go, right? Um, but commitment is choosing to be with the person, you know, with your partner for, um, you know, beyond those feelings. You know, when those feelings leave and you're not infatuated with that person anymore what happens you know do you choose to leave or do you choose to stay and for me that commitment is choosing to stay you know and you don't choose to stay um i mean you choose to stay over and over and over you know you take it day by day you kind of go through the things that happen day by day and at the end of that it's like okay let's go ahead and kind of come back what happened you know if it was something that was a little bit you know for lack of a better term bad you know we kind of argued a little bit what happened you know what what was going on and so you choose to speak about that and you know listen to the person not only you know obviously speak but listen and then the next day when it's good you also highlight the good things right so you know it was good about that and so after all those things you choose you know you choose to stay day by day by day by day you know when everything's gone you know at the end it's it's your choice you know so i think that yeah, that's, that's, that's what commitment means to me. To me, love is patience because it's whether you're waiting for the right one. you have got to be patient for the right one to come. And when you find them, it's just having that patience with one another, being able to communicate with each other and grow with one another so that you guys have a successful relationship. I think love needs to be honest. It needs to be true. As much as it, it like love hurts, 
once in a while or maybe a good amount of the time, but it has to be pure. Um, understanding that people change, relationships change with the same person, the same person changes and just like understanding where the other person is coming from, where they came from, where they're going and um, just overall understanding and I think like if I had to like pair that word with another one I'd say acceptance that's a huge that's a huge one so like understanding and acceptance because you just have to accept them as a whole a person as they are So when do we first learn about love? Chapter 2 in All About Love, titled Justice, Childhood Love Lessons, gives us an insight. Bell Hooks writes, We learn about love in childhood. Whether our homes are happy or troubled, our families functional or dysfunctional, it's our original school of love. And more ahead, she writes, We like to imagine that most children will be born into homes where they will be loved. But love will not be present if the grown-ups who parent do not know how to love. Although lots of children are raised in homes where they are given some degree of care, love may not be sustained or even present. Adults across lines of class, race, and gender indict the family. My, my question is your earliest memory of love in mm-hmm. any shape or form. I mean, definitely first thing that comes to mind is my mom. Definitely. I think maybe more so now, like as an adult, understanding how fucking crazy life can be. Um, I think that, like even looking back at it now as a child, how well she tried to show us that she loved us, which is crazy. You know, Um, I used to play a lot with my mom when I was little. And for her to make the time to do that with everything that she already had going on it was pretty crazy. So yeah, definitely my mom. Yeah, we used to play Nerf guns together all the time. Cool. Yeah, right? Yeah, I think it was really cool. In our little tiny apartment, we would, you know, hide behind hallways and <laughs> shoot Nerf guns at each other, you know? And still working a full-time job, cooking dinner every day, cleaning the house every Sunday like a maniac <laughs> and still finding time to do something like that. That's... Insane. I think I think my earliest memory of love is my family. Just in the way that in my immediate family, the way we take care of each other. Um, but also my extended family, every time that I'd see them, you know, there's just like this joy and warmth that kind of radiates in a group. And I feel like I felt that with my family. I felt it in my birthdays growing up. In my house, um, at least when we, uh, when it was someone's birthday uh, at home, like early in the morning, uh, they'd play Las Mañanitas, which if you don't speak Spanish, Las Mañanitas is the Mexican happy birthday. And so, you know, you just wake up to the Mañanitas blasting in the stereo. And I feel like that's, I think that's love. You know, I think that's when I first felt it. I think as a kid, you don't really know at least my my understanding of love as a kid is not what it is now. As a kid, that's how I felt it. 
you know, the, the love for my family. Everyone has their own way of showing their love. It derives from the love we were taught. I was curious as to how we celebrate it and how we choose to act on it. How do we tell someone that we love them? Well, honestly, something that I do, and I think maybe it's too much for some people, I tell people that I love them all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be like, I love you, or like, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm just really affectionate. And that, to me, that's. I feel like I enjoy it, but also that's me, like, showing somebody that I love them, you know? And I feel like that doesn't have to be romantic. And I think that we also, I think, live in a society that thinks that intimacy is specific to a romantic partner. But I have a lot of friends that I think I share intimacy with, whether that means just, like, you know, taking naps together Or just, like, laying in bed together watching something, you know? Or, you know, holding hands. I like holding my friends' hands. Kisses. It's just a way that physically that I, you know, show love. I think celebrating love, it ranges from person to person, I guess. Why do you think that we need, most of us, right? Not everyone, but why do you think we need that physical... Um, aspect to feel loved I'm just curious what you think about that yeah, I don't know I feel like there has to be some like science behind that you know and I don't think that's particular to humans either cause like even just like cats or like dogs you know they just need to like be touched or you know just be next to you or just you know to be cuddled I think I don't know what it is there's gotta be some kind of science scientific explanation as to why we need that but i don't know why i'm sure there is should we go but I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about how like we're raised and how um usually not i shouldn't say usually you know it depends mm-hmm. how you grew up yeah, but like our parents um nurtured us so and for many of us that's where we first feel loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, that's what Bell Hooks talks about, too. That's where we should learn about love. doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we we feel that, like, comfort from our partners or our friends. And maybe that rings a bell from, like, deep in our past and our mm-hmm. early, early childhood. Mm-hmm. Of feeling cared for. Yeah. Like a mother. I was just having a conversation with uh, one of my coworkers about this because he was asking me what my love language is. And I was like, I don't know what that means. He was telling me that there's only these five. And and so I brought it up to Samantha and I was like, I don't know how I'm only supposed to be a few of these five. I feel like I'm all of these five. And I don't know. I mean, we haven't known each other long, but I think that I would hope that you've seen a few ways that I try to show you that I appreciate you as a friend you know like I want to reach out I want to talk to you I want to be open you know um definitely spending time with people I think means a lot to me like this is a huge thing to me 
I definitely think I, the people that I love, I like them to know that I'm here for them at whatever time of day they might need me. And I definitely want to spend as much time as I can with them. I think that's the best way that I can do it. And whatever falls in line with that, right? Whether it's playing music, having a beer, a cup of coffee, playing pinball. <laughs> you know, I, I think those are definitely the ones for me. Is there a love we tend to prioritize? I've met people in my life who I've become close friends with. And once they met a romantic partner, I felt like our friendship began to fade. It wasn't being nurtured anymore. And these people kind of isolated themselves from the world, and the focus was on this one person. At least, that's how I felt. Do people put certain love on a hierarchy? Is family first? Once we find romantic love, is that first? What about our closest friends? Bell Hooks suggests we find a balance. Page 134 in All About Love, Bell Hooks says, Many of us learn as children that friendship should never be seen as just as important as family ties. However, friendship is a place in which a great majority of us have our first glimpse of redemptive love and caring community. Moreover, committed love relationships are far more likely to become codependent when we cut off all our ties with friends to give these bonds we consider primary our exclusive attention. I think I definitely always grew up with the idea of family first. That's not so often true anymore, but I definitely know that I don't put that any less than anything. I don't know. I think that I have such a weird way of thinking that I can't even prioritize it. I don't know if it's like this way that my mind works, even like with tasks that I have to do, but even just like the people that I care about around me all deserve the equal amount of love. It's just going to be obviously in different forms, you know? So, uh, yeah, I definitely love Samantha. That's my person. But that doesn't mean that if you were to call or Freddie called or, you know, my friend Jeremy or Patty and, like, I can just keep going down the list and if they called that, I'd be like, well, no, they're going to have to wait because of this you know like I feel like I definitely want everybody that I care and love on the same platform <laughs> and family sits on the that part too sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good um the book talks about uh how like what happens sometimes when we love is that you know we might find like a romantic partner mm -hmm. and we become so like involved with that relationship that we let other relationships go right so we like let our friends you know we stop talking to our friends and we are like so like engaged with this one person the significant other that what happens is we come become codependent on them mm -hmm. and then and then the problem with that is if that falls through for whatever reason you know you guys get in a fight or you guys break up or something right. then like you don't even know who you are anymore because you've put in all your love in that relationship and become mm. so dependent on it it's crazy to without obviously reading the book you're talking about like you saying that that's what's being talked about and it's it's odd because i 
how do you tell somebody that without going through that right like i think that i'm only where i'm at in that idea that everybody and anything that i do care for and love that's around me deserves all of that is only because of going through that and losing losing all that like i mentioned my friend patty and i lost her for several years because of an ex you know you stopped talking to her we stopped talking for a long time and even the day that we got back together and talked i still remember we sat down we're at the county fair we had a beer our friend sally had gone to the bathroom and she's sitting there and we didn't we still never touched base on anything of hey by the way whatever happened you know she's like hey know that i forgive you for what you did for like cutting cutting her off because of somebody Mm -hmm. and she's like and i forgive you just know that if you ever do that again i'll never allow you back into my life Mm -hmm. and i was like it's i don't know it's mind-blowing you know but like reading that to feeling it and going through it is i don't know that's insane love is such a strong thing and being in love is such a strong state of being that you're not really going to listen to anyone or any I feel like I've had experiences like that with friends too where mm-hmm. they want to ask for your advice and and like be connected to you and and at the end of the day they do what they want because right. they're so involved with this person I don't know if it's love infatuation or like right. obsession or whatever but um it I guess it does take that right like it takes you figuring it out on your own sometimes yeah which sucks because that really hurts and, right. and then you you might not have a friend like Patty mm-hmm. who's like gonna forgive you right you might just lose that friend right it's mind-blowing how many times I put myself through those situations I remember a time where I didn't feel like I had friends anymore because I was so invested in trying this idea of this relationship that I was in, thinking that that's all that mattered, that when that fell apart, I had nothing else to lean on. I was like, whoa, everybody, Oscar, even with Oscar, you know, I've been with friends with him for over like 15 years. And there was a moment where he kept trying to hang out with me and I kept brushing him off because of somebody I was with. It's just insane. It's insane. I don't know. It's all crazy. I learned that we may meet a true love and that our lives may be transformed by such an encounter even when it does not lead to sexual pleasure, committed bonding, or even sustained contact. The myth of true love that fairy tale vision of two souls who meet, join, and live happily thereafter is the stuff of childhood fantasy. Yet many of us, female and male, carry these fantasies into adulthood and are unable to cope with the reality of what it means either to have an intense life-altering connection that will not lead to an ongoing relationship or to be in a relationship. Bell Hooks, page 181, chapter 10, Romance, Sweet Love. Have I ever been in love? That's hard, um, just because I feel that I've always heard to love somebody is different than being in love with somebody. 
to answer the question, I think that I've been... I've felt so much love romantically for a person that I almost felt like crazy. <laughs> um, just that it's like an overwhelming feeling of just wanting to, to just, <laughs> to just be there for that person intimately, you know, physically for like happy moments and sad moments like you want to share everything with them like you want to share your joy with them you want to share your sadness you want to share your crazy dreams with you want to share your wild thoughts with it's just that person you want to share that with and and to feel like there's nobody else in the world who can do that which seems kind of that's crazy that's a crazy thought to think that Because, you know, people can, there's all kind. there's so many people in the world, like, there has to be someone else who can, like, fulfill those needs. But I've felt that, I guess, that just that that person's the only person who could do that for me. And I would be, I guess, not lost, but very close to lost without them. I've felt that. Have you felt it more than once with a different person? I've felt different kinds of love. Obviously, your relationships with everyone are different. Just because everyone loves differently. And I don't think... You know, you can't love two people the same way. You can can love two different people a lot. And I think you can be in love with two different people. But I don't think no love is the same. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, what I share with one person is not going to feel the same as the other person. And I think that... That can also be detrimental of like, you know, in a relationship, if you're comparing them to a great love you shared with somebody else, because it's not ever going to be the same. It can They can both feel great. But... No, you're right, because we're talking about people. <laughs> <laughs> people are complicated and mm-hmm. very unique. Everyone's different and has their own styles of love and loving. Mm-hmm. So, of course, yeah, no love will ever. I agree no love will ever be the same Mm -hmm. but being in love is um is a state of being because in love you are in the whatever vastness of what you think it means is so like in the moment if you could think back in the past of you being in love being in this space of whatever love means to you my longest relationship that i've ever been in um I loved him so much. I loved him so, so, so much. And I wanted to be with him all the time. And, like, it was a little codependent on my part. Um, But I did. I really loved him. But then the thing is, I always knew that it wouldn't be forever. Isn't that Mm. crazy? So that's why I'm kind of, like, I don't know if I was in love with him. But then again, like, what is in love and what is... Well, I know what love is, but what does it mean to be in love and how are they different? That's that's confusing to me. Like, who made up that term? And I need them to tell me what well, that means. Because, again, like, I loved him so much and I wanted to be with him. And when we broke up, I wasn't... I wasn't ready to be... Like, I wasn't done. I wasn't done when we broke up. But I knew that 
and it sounds fucked up, I knew that our relationship had an expiration date. So does that mean I was in love? Yeah. It's Again, <laughs> no, I think I think you could have been in love because at least the way I'm the way I understand being in love, it's like I said, it's like being in this state, the state of being. So like going back to the TikTok video I showed you with the audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever been in love? Y'all know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> um and then it goes to clips and pictures of like people, you know, doing things, having fun with their friends. It's like a moment, right? A moment in time when you felt like this great, I don't know, people describe euphoria. love as yeah, euphoria, ecstasy, like energy, like wanting to be uh, with this person yeah. all the time. Actually what you just described. Yeah. So that that to me is being in love. You are uh. like feeling it all the time because like you could love someone right like like you could love um your family and stuff like that but you're gonna get mad at them and like <laughs> you're gonna have periods of time or even months when like you're not talking to a person you yeah. still love them because like you love this person and you know maybe that's never gonna change because of all you've been through but being in love is more so like that's the best way I could describe it. The yeah. state of being. No. Whereas loving is an action. Yeah. Or loving. It's like person. this like Yeah. And you like come around. Yeah. Because being out. in love, I I wouldn't describe it as a Forever. as a choice. Oh shit. Oh like I think being in love is kind of um like you can't uh necessarily like control it in the sense of yeah. like oh yeah totally like you feel what you feel and, and you i've always that. thought like i'm i don't ever want to apologize for feeling what i feel mm-hmm. cuz like everyone's allowed to feel whatever they're feeling like yeah. it's you know it's natural to you feeling is natural it happens without your permission mm-hmm. without your logical thinking and wiring whatever mm-hmm. but i think to love is a choice so when you choose to love you can fall in love but being in love is not a choice I don't know if that makes sense. That, but... No, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. And I and I do think that I I like that you said that being in love is like this state of being that you fall into. Because I think it's it's not... You don't decide to be in love with somebody. You kind of just like... You know, it's all the things we described. And, and I... To answer your previous question, I do think you can fall in love more than once. Mm-hmm. However, I will say again that no love, you won't experience the same love twice, more than once. Yeah. Every, every, even if you fall in love twice, five times, ten times, it's never going to be the same. Bell Hooks starts chapter 12 in the second paragraph by saying, Contrary to what we may have been taught to think, Unnecessary and unchosen suffering wounds us, but need not scar us for life. It does mark us. What we allow the mark of our suffering to become is in our own hands. She ends this chapter by saying, 
The space of our lack is also the space of possibility. As we yearn, we make ourselves ready to receive the love that is coming to us as a gift, as a promise, as earthly paradise. My friend Jessica that passed away. We were together for a little bit. And we had promised each other that if we tried to date, if things didn't work out, we wouldn't let it affect our friendship. And I went down this very, very dark hole when I felt like we couldn't be together and it absolutely breaks my heart the time that we had not as friends I thought it was the I thought it was the right thing to do for us to go from being so in love with each other to have some time before we just went back to being friends. As much as she asked that she didn't need that, I thought that she did because I knew how she felt about me. Rightfully so, you know. I didn't want to feel like I was dragging her to be my friend. And I thought that some time would be good for her. One of them was in high school. And it was actually with a boy that... uh, He went to my high school. And uh, we became like Facebook friends. (laughs) And we just kind of started chit-chatting. And then we started hanging out after school. And then... I wasn't sure if it was, like, a friendly thing. I thought he was cute, but I wasn't sure if it was, like, a friendly thing or not. And then, like, one time he, like, told me that he liked me, like, and I and I questioned it. I said, you mean, like, friends, right? And he was like, no, I, I like you, like you. And then we just had, like, a romance that didn't even last that long, honestly. It was probably, we started seeing, after that, we we kiss and then after that like when i'd see him we'd hang out after school and we'd kiss and sneaky and like sneak around and um we'd text all night and um it lasted maybe i don't know it felt so long but it was probably like a month and a half two months and and one one day when we were hanging out after school Someone someone called him. I think it was, like, his mom or, like, his sister. And he was like, oh, I have to go. He's like, but I'll text you. And I said, okay, cool, whatever. Um, and I think it was a Friday because I think that weekend um, he didn't text me at all. And I tried texting him. He didn't text me back. Um, and then the, the week came and he didn't text me. And I saw him um, at school. But we wouldn't really talk at school. We, like, say hi to each other, but we wouldn't talk at school. And, yeah, he was just, like, dodging me and ignoring me. And then, eventually, I got the guts to text him or call him. And I think I called him, and I was like, what's going on? Like, why are you being weird? And this was obviously pre-my transition. 
Um, so I was presenting like a boy. And so technically it would have been like a gay or queer, a queer romance. Um, but I was like, so what's going on? And he was like, oh, I was just kind of experimenting with you. I'm sorry. And I was so heartbroken. Like, it just hurt so much. So, this person was straight and experimenting? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. And, and I remember being so hurt. And I was, like, crying over it for days. I was in... I was on the dance team in high school. And I remember crying during rehearsal. Like, I remember dancing and then, like, going to the corner. Just, like, <laughs> composing myself and then going to dance. Like... Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's just sad, and I, mean, I and I feel like it's very, like, telling of... I think that that's so many queer people's experience, you know? Just, like, you know, dealing with, like, DL people or, like, people who use you as an experiment or, like, hook up for a hookup, and then, you know, they're just, like, on to the next. And it was just sad because I thought... I thought he really liked me. It felt like he really did, and I really liked him. Um, I wouldn't say I was in love with him, but I really, really liked him. And so it was just sad that that came to an end like that. I think that something that I've, I think, learned as an adult is that sometimes even, like, a beautiful, like, great love can end. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like a lot of people, I think it's more so the generation before you and I, Mm -hmm. um, and they just like, obviously people can be in love for so, so many years and have kids and, and sometimes they're like not happy anymore, but they'll stay there because, you know, they've shared their lives together for so long. And it's not to say that their love wasn't real, but sometimes I think it could just like be done. And I think people are, I guess, scared to move on, like, after so many years. Um, I think another lie about love is that you only have one great love. You know? Or that there's only one person out there for you. Which could be true. I'm thinking about people who, like, do fall in love. Mm Mm-hmm. They have a great love. They get married. And then it, you know, over the years, yeah, like it's not working out the way it used to. I don't think that invalidates the experience of the past. Right. But I do feel that once that happens, because of how ugly it can get, I don't know anything about marriage or yeah. anything about divorce. But Same. I can only assume that, like, people can see it as, like, oh, that wasn't the person for me. Rather than being, like, understanding it as, like, no, that's the person I needed for myself at the moment. Mm-hmm. Unless, obviously, there's situations where it's, like, not okay, like, abusive relationships. Yeah, where they're stuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But, again, going back to Bell Hooks, like, love is a choice. Mm-hmm. And... Eventually, sometimes because of where two people are in in life, like that dynamic changes, and so your love also changes, mm-hmm. um, and your relationship. 
I would hope that it's constantly changing because if it's not changing, then that means you yourself as a person aren't changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, I don't know. I think it's unrealistic to to think that you and this person can and the, and another person, your significant other can like stay the same for each other mm-hmm. or like ever. I think media definitely, I mean, capitalism as well, right? <laughs> Um, wants to portray it as this idea that it's only joy that exists in love. And that definitely isn't it, at least for me. Love definitely makes me sad. (laughs) But there's also beauty in that. Speak to a person that you currently love, and you could talk to them, and it could be a person like your mom, or or like a lover, someone you're dating, whoever you're thinking of right now, like you love this person. What do you want to tell them? A part of me wants to say, I wish you knew how much I love you, but I think you already know. And I want the best for you, and I want you to be happy. I love you. And I hope that you're in my life forever. I appreciate every single one of you for the times that I get to share with you. And I'm sorry for the times that we didn't get to have together. So why did I turn to my friends to talk about love? They've never written a book. They didn't study psychology or the hormones and the adrenaline and everything that goes on in our brain. So why them? I find that I learn most from the people around me and my community nurtures my understanding of this world. We're all unique and we have so many different experiences that are very particular to us. But within that, we always find ways to relate to one another. Thank you to the friends that participated in this podcast. Thank you for your vulnerability and for sharing your story and for trusting me with your stories. The melodies in this podcast are all covers of songs, including Dan and Mary Melody by Sandra Lurch, The Moon Song by Karen O, And I Love Her by The Beatles, Sea of Love by Cat Power, A Thousand Times by Hamilton Leithhauser, and a few xylophone and kalimba keys by me. <laughs> thank you again for joining us please remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow Tia Chuchas on social media please support our online bookstore you can find the links in our podcast bio stay safe, stay creative Tia Wing